0: How many people did you, and this is a question I'm asking both to you, because, you know, how many people did you, did you, did you call up anybody or did you inform anybody, listen, I'm going down, get on my back because I'm going down anyway. Did you? When I was, when I was in the pen. Do you know what I'm talking about, right? Like I, I called up friends of mine yeah. and said, listen, they were, they already got
1: indicted, but they didn't, they weren't me. They weren't the front page of the daily news. There were there were no there were nobodies in the case. When I took off on the run, I, before I left, I went to di- I had dinner and I invited there was like eight or nine people, my brokers, and I I told them all. I said, "Look, I'm going on the run. I'm taking off. I'm I'm like if you guys probably if you guys get indicted or get talked to by the FBI, like tell on me." Right, everybody, tell on me. Tell them you didn't know anything. It was me. It was me. Like just, just fucking like, oh, I'm not gonna do. Right, yeah, how them. many guys I'm gonna
0: do yeah, that? every
1: one of them signed an agreement, oh. right? They were, they were driving, the, they were waiting in the, and fucking. What I was saying
2: is, when I'm in the pen, I'm getting phone call after phone call and message after message. This guy's right, that guy's right, and I'm looking at you had a phone in the fucking, you had a fucking Phone phones. Yeah, we're in yeah, yeah. Brazil. Oh, <laughs> I'm waiting.
0: Where the yeah, what the fuck? what prison most- were you in? <laughs> you had <him? laughs> oh,
2: okay, <laughs> and uh, so some of the guys, you know, we did the movie about Klaus, and you know, we discussed this. What movie? And uh, we're doing a series called Nordic Narcos about Klaus's life. Oh, is it out yet? So it'll be out next month, okay? Yeah,
0: but so helping him promote, promote a little, all right? right? <laughs> <laughs> Klaus will promote,
2: yeah. yeah. So, uh, actually, I'm doing a radio show tomorrow in Denmark, uh, I think four o'clock. So about the show and about murder and things like that. But when these guys are all rolling one after another, I look at my friend, I go, this ain't no surprise. I mean, you know, I've been in the street my whole life. So the thing is, when you start hearing about the bosses all going against you and when you hear about the bosses, guys and captains, now you are saying to yourself, (laughs) you got to laugh and say, they're so full of shit, all this tough talk they all got. And they all got an excuse why they're meeting the FBI, why they're sitting down, why they're only giving a little information, why they do this is nonsense talk. You know, as well as I do, all these guys are talking. All of them are either doing it undercover snitches or their informants or whatever they're doing. So when people think when I was sitting there and think that they were going to do anything different, I'd be a fool to believe they're not going to talk. So when you talk to these guys, they know what it is. They know what all these guys are talking. They they, they know exactly what it is. So,
0: yeah. you know, so all you saw all the stand up guys that that. The stand-up guys like you went to the meeting with eight guys, right? Yeah. I said, "Listen, right. ooh, I got a problem. I'm leaving. Cover your ass."
1: No, I'm a gangster. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Pen- nah. These guys are pen gang with the pen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, yeah. nobody's killing each other in the mortgage in a You're fucking right. normally, in a mortgage. Yeah. Normally, I mean, yeah. that's not. They're <laughs> not killing anybody in the mob. Yeah. It's forty <laughs> years ago, with yeah. the myth of
2: the mob, you know, yeah. they were all trying to live off for of forty years ago, right. Thirty years ago, yeah. This doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. You had a handful of killings within the mafia in the last twenty years handful yeah you know this it's over I, with the technology with the sense you can't
0: get away with anything today <laughs> they're making each other and they're under- otherwise there's, one or, one, the there's one or two we might have there's one or two we might have hit already.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the name uh uh oh god joey marlino skinny joe Philly guy. yeah i was locked up yeah i was locked up with him how so. is he is he a nice guy i mean i don't know <laughs> You don't know either? I, I mean, I, I had l- I had lunch at his table two or three times. He had no... Like, in in Coleman. Right. Um, I Like, guys are coming up to me like, Cox, how much time you got? I'm like, I got 26 years. I'm like, but somebody could fuck up and tell me where there's a body. I'll be out of here tomorrow. Right. And they go, oh, that's how it is. I go, that's exactly how it is. Like, yeah. I'm not here to make friends. Right. Like, I was no right. qualms. And right. then when I actually got my sentence reduced and people, everybody knew. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was 10 times as bad. So... <laughs> so Oh, yeah.
2: Marlino's. I guess I, I, guess I found out where to buy
1: Yeah, but, yeah, an idiot. Yeah. Oh, I'm an <laughs> idiot. Um, yeah, I'm not shy about it. Like yeah. I'm, I'm leaving. Yeah. The guys are like, damn, bro. Like, yeah, damn, bro. Like, like, they're like, yeah, they're like, shit, man. You ain't. So I guess you ain't the guy to fucking uh, do nothing with. I'm like, bro, you better hope they talk to you before they talk to me. Yeah. I'm telling them in the car on the way there. Yeah, right. and they're like, God
0: uh-huh. damn, god yeah, Like, yeah, yeah
1: that's yeah. how it is. Yeah, and you know, just joking around and you know, walk away and, but. The point is, is that Marlino's having lunch with me on a couple of occasions <coughs> Yeah. and Tommy's there. God. And Tommy, when we go to sit, like Marlino's coming over to bring his tray. He's like, listen, do not fucking say a thing about cooperation. Do not. If like he doesn't have any clue, he has no. And he sits down and eats with me and I fucking say a thing to him because yeah. Tommy's so flip fucking out yeah, over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's like, don't say a fucking thing. If he fucking knew that you did. And he Marlino obviously has an issue uh, with it, but. He also got what? He get a couple of years? Yeah, you uh, know, years. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, a gambling beef or something. How long did
2: time get on that?
1: Six months. Oh God, he got. Yeah, he got. I think he got like six months. And listen. You'd have thought, you'd have fucking thought they gave him 10 years. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah no, question. Like, he fucking, no question. He fucking bitched and moaned the entire, he <laughs> fucking hustled and bitched and moaned the whole time. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I fucking believe they give me this much time. can't believe that. I'm like. Are you? You spent oh, more bro. time taking a shit. I, I you spent more I, time taking a shit. I stood in lines longer than you. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, I need to get halfway house. You got to call. Like, he's bribing people. Go talk to the fucking counselor. Go this, go that. It's like, what are you doing, bro? It's six months. It's, it's a joke. Yeah, it's nothing. It's, you're going to yeah. get halfway house. Calm down. You'll get a few months. I mean, yeah, fucking complainable. Fuck. It's, it, it's he incredible. fuck. Yeah. But I, honestly, like, he was one of the guys putting money on your books. He always had food. He's always like, you know, I, I you need anything? I, you know, he did the whole thing. So he like, did. He did a lot of bribe work, there, too. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> saying he was actually a, a very good, like, good to me when right, we were in yeah, prison. I, so he was yeah, cool. Yeah, he was it was cool. good to you. Yeah. I, the yeah. problem with him is, you know, he's he's so hyper. He has to be doing something all the time. He can't calm down. Uh, okay. He's constantly he's a little unstable.
0: Yeah. We yeah. found a little bit of his <laughs> instability.
1: I don't want oh, to get into yeah. that, you know. But but yeah, yeah,
0: anyway, so you guys had dinner, lunch with with, with uh, Joey. The, yeah. Well, they ate all they ate. Joey. The what do they call him, Skinny Joey? I mean, is that is that his I'm nickname? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know, but but they had they had it.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, they had lunch all the time. But I'm saying it's comical because I would go and sit at his table. He fucking just, you know. Hey, what's uh, how are you doing? I, re- I, re- I remember sitting at a
0: table. I was telling you the other day, we're in in uh, Mariana. No, no, uh, McKeon and, uh, and and friend of mine, Scott uh, Scott Ogan comes sits down. And Scott is uh, spatial unawareness. He's not aware of spatialness, so he would be like eight guys would be watching TV, and he put his back to eight guys, you know, and and, and like. And they'd be sitting right here, so they couldn't see the TV in front of them. And the, you know, everybody in prison is trying to be polite. They don't want to be, "Hey, dude, move your fucking ass." You know what I'm saying? So, uh, oh, they'd be looking around and like they'd be going, That's "Hey," polite. they'd be going, "Hey," and all of a sudden, I, I, I see Scott. I come over, I, I run, I run over and grab Scott. He goes, "What?" I go, "Come here, come here. I want to talk to you." He goes, "What?" I go, "Can you stand over here? There's eight guys behind you trying to watch the fucking game, and you're standing in front of them." So he sits down at, at lunch with us one day, uh, and he sat with me quite often. But there's another guy at the table. Who's just straight up convict all his life. This guy's a convict all his life. We're inmates. <laughs> this guy's a convict. He's done state bids. He's done everything in his life. That's he's, his whole life. This is his whole life, right? This is his life. This is what he's done. Scott sits down. And he goes, takes up a fucking tissue and blows his nose at the table. The guy gets up and says, you dirty motherfucker. Don't you Ever do that in front of me again? I'm like, Scott, what are you? I'm trying to grab him. Don't do that. You know, and it was a hanker. It, it was a hanker like this big. But I
2: told you the other day, a guy did it at the chow hall, right? I wasn't sitting there. I was at another table. And I didn't know the day before the guy warned him. He passed guests. The next day, or two days, whatever it was, a week on him, because I wasn't at the table. I'm sitting. I missed it. I now,
0: where was this? I, what prison was this at?
2: It was uh uh McKean. Okay. Oh, yeah. and uh, the dream. What Lee was with me, Lee. So oh. uh, the guy must have passed gas again. The guy just walked up and fucking hit him a shot and beat him all over a chow which is a bad place to beat somebody.
0: Yeah, you don't want to fight you a chow hall. a
2: riot. Yeah, right. But. Guys don't understand prison. There's, you know, a lot of things. You mean, yeah, there's another time I was in Allenwood and the guy has, you know, they all put their chairs in front for the TV and whatever the, you know,
1: you know. Yeah. A Somebody sat in his spot. So, no, I came in. <laughs> That's I, spots. I came in and yeah. there
2: was no chair and I put my chair there. And the guy taps me on the shoulder and he says, you know, I sit here every week. So, <laughs> you know, you're looking at him now. It's too late now.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: And I says, yeah, well you know there was no chair here. yeah but we've been sitting here for yeah time. yeah in, 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 a, in a way cuz we know jail he's got right. a point yes you know
0: but it's too late because yeah I, and now i'm here so, right. I mean, so yeah, next week beat me yeah right right
2: exactly we so know he doesn't think maybe he's not thinking like that he's trying to think like that we're okay with each other okay. yeah no so now i'm not moving i go well i don't know what you do every week but i'm here yeah so oh, Jesus. now my friend comes in from the door and he's looking he sees something's up and he looks at me, and the guy walks out. So I know what he's doing. He's going to go put on his boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I walk over to my friend, and he goes, you know, they watch basketball every day in front there. I go, it's too fucking late now.
0: Yeah, now you, now, now it doesn't matter. I it do. don't matter. Yeah, the I mean, sausage, yeah, dinner, right, don't fucking you know, matter. You know,
2: I made the move alright right. and I'm here, and then right. I didn't You know, thinking back on it, you know, who knows how do you handle the situation? Because I've been in jails my whole life, too. So, you know, now you got to say, you so, well, well, it's me. I'm not the, the other guy. I'm not this average guy sitting here. Right. And uh so he goes and puts his boots on, and six guys are, are there and and I think we're gonna go. And then one of the guys kind of one of his friends that was friendly with me was like, Man, he tells the friend, just go sit there for today. And then back and forth, and I end up staying, even though I didn't want to stay anymore. Actually I didn't want to stay. You didn't want to watch the game. No, I didn't yeah, want to watch the game. But you. at that point you're not going. And I couldn't go nowhere. So my other friend says, <laughs> Why did you do that? I says, actually, I didn't do it purposely. It just happened. And then I just wasn't going to back down after that because it wouldn't look right. Right. So, you know, and I didn't give a fuck about the game. I didn't give a fuck about the chair. But I kind of was, when you think back on it, I was wrong. But I just didn't want to let people
1: think that I'm moving for some money. Right. The same situation, I was in the medium and this guy sat in the other guy's spot and he waited until the guy like he never said nothing he walked in he saw it like other guys knew okay shit he's sitting in his spot he didn't say anything he waited like 45 minutes the guy finally got up picked up his chair and left so he comes up he's like hey man he's like look the spot you were sitting in that's my spot like i don't he's like yeah well you weren't there he's like i understand but that's my spot like don't sit there again all right all right you know i don't want any problems just don't sit there guy goes yeah all right man whatever Next day, yeah, puts his chair down. Okay, well, I thought to me he handled right. I, he weren't sitting there. Yeah. He didn't know any better. You tell him later, right? Didn't tell him like yours, where he said no, no. You, he's trying to get you to like move, right? Yeah. Like no, no. Now you're embarrassing right. me. Now, like you said, now yeah. I look like a fucking punk, and I yeah. can't move. He should have just waited for you to move, right? But then, guess what? The next day, guy sat there again. Yeah, well, now he's now, now he, he looked at he, now he's saying let's go. Yeah, that's he, what he, he said. He didn't say anything. He just looked at him he went upstairs he got a fucking broom for the mob <laughs> came back that water just, whang, just right had in the to, back of the, he dude, had to f- fell down fucking get hit over he
0: had to he yeah.
1: had
2: to i mean we all he had to do that but we yeah, all used use chairs out I, in, a, in, a, in a spot yeah yeah i mean but you really think about it when a guy comes in from jailhouse guy you're not gonna do that to him either because we've been down a long yeah, time yeah I, say, Listen, I don't care what you did you know, what made you deserve that spot? And it's not like the chair's already in place. The chair's yeah. place. right. If it's frozen, you yeah. to put a, a, a towel on there, yeah. a blanket, we so... put a cup for movie night. Right. You know, that's different. But when there's no chair there and you're sitting in the spot, he goes, that's my spot.
1: Yeah, it's just stupid. Yeah. It's stupid. yeah. It, it is. These yeah. are dumb shit things it,
2: that happen. It's, yeah, oh, it's super, super. I, I had, super stupid, I, I, yeah. so,
0: so I was down 11 years, 11 and a half years. And I, I, I might have told you a story. I don't think you, I told you the story. So I get, uh, I, I watch Friends. Like Friends comes on every day, right? So, so, you know, and I, listen, I look forward to watching Friends. Yeah, Could you imagine? I like Joey and the other gay souls on the show. It's fun. Plus Jennifer Aniston's on there, Cox and the other blonde. So it's a fun show. So they do one little thing that I always went like that in the middle, in the introduction to the, in the, the jingle to the show, right? And, and I do that. And I do it every time. So some guy... Some guy, I don't know, Redbone, Nicole. He he's sitting there with the with the big with these big cars headphones on, and he goes, "Hey," I go, "Yeah." He goes, "Can you not clap your fucking hands? It it hurts my ears." I go, "Excuse me." Now he already made a mistake. He wasn't kind. He said, "Oh, you're hurting my ears. Stop me." I go, "Now, what do you mean?" He goes, "Yeah." I said, Whoa. I said, "I've been doing this for fucking three years." Now, I'm getting ready to go home in three months. Yeah. He goes, I'm, I, I, been do- I said, I've been doing this for three years. He goes, well, well, I don't like it. I said, oh, you don't like it? I go, okay. Wait till next time. So I said, I'm going to tell you what. I said, how about this? You go fuck yourself and don't ever talk to me again. I said, and I'll do this every day for the next for the rest of the time I'm here. Next day, Mike. You know, he knows. I don't know him. Yeah. Redbone. Yeah. Mike, you know, come here. I want to talk to you. I said, hi. Right, this guy wants to fucking- Bring it, straighten it out, whatever. Because that's what we do in prison. It says, come on, come on. I, 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 and I'm stupid. Because I'm straight up.
2: Well, you said
0: it. Because I'm straight up. I'm straight up. You want right. to talk to me? Come on, let's go talk. You know, what's going to happen when we talk is up to us, right? When we we work it out. Walk in his cell. Closes the door. And a guy, six foot eight, stands in front of the door on the other side. Hmm. <laughs> and he pulls out a knife like this fucking long. Yeah, I was telling you the story. Yeah. Ah, I, I want I'm never going home. I got nothing to go home to. He's going home in six weeks. I got nothing to go home to. Uh, you know, he's a guy from DC. DC, are yeah. they're state, they're actually state inmates. Yeah. DC, yeah, yeah. DC prisoners. People don't know for the well, federal, yeah. the federal <laughs> system. Yeah. So he's a, he's a state inmate. And, and, and I, I, red bone. And I ain't going home. And I, 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 I and I went. I looked at him, and I tell this story. It's it's intense when I really get into it. And I looked at him, and I said, boy, that knife's going to kill this motherfucker. His own knife. He's going to die from his own fucking knife. That's how I fucking dealt with it. Of course, I said, dear God, forgive me, because I'm going to kill him, and I'm going home in three months.
2: Well, you don't know the one. Not if you kill him. Well, for people that don't know, that are listening to this. No, three months away from going home no one is supposed to ever tell somebody when you're going home because this is what goes on so if they think you're short they fuck
1: they start trying when yeah, you're trying, trying yeah. they
2: know that you, yeah. you don't want nothing anymore because you got your hands started you're going home so right. you shouldn't tell anybody right right
0: yeah and I, I don't know that he knew right. that but but I, I was well known in prison yeah, you know
2: little, listen well i think the book i did a book it's like a handbook, prison rules. Things to do and don't do. So, and in one of the other things, you guys know. Oh, you did a book. Yeah. How many books?
0: Five books. Oh, Are you some writer? You're some fucking writer. He doesn't well, speak well, English. Well, he doesn't
1: speak English well, but he can write. I'm listening <laughs> to you. Okay.
2: my well, last well, mafia International. there you go. But we we you know because of all these stupid little things in jail, we had this other thing. When you go to Chow uh, for lunch, guys would put their towels or tell a guy hey. Put my towel on the bench. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put my towel. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know,
2: guys, nobody's touching Yeah, because they're afraid that you know they don't want the confrontation, guys. Yeah. So one of my friends used to put the towel on the bench, and I used to tell my friends, that "We, you know, Lee, these are some Lee, Lee's yeah, Whitney, Lee Whitney, yeah, Out of guy, caught with thirty-seven tons a week. Yeah, uh, great guy. Yeah. Anyway, very nice guy. We're Joking always my back, even. We're always playing jokes, so we kept taking his towel, and we were moving it. And somebody would ask us, is anybody on the bench? Nah, use it. You know, these <laughs> you know, guys are asking. The right. They don't want an issue. And my friend's going crazy. Who's touching my fucking towel? It was your own friend. You're your own, own friend. friend. <laughs> and we're like, I don't know. So you go over to the guy on the bench. He goes, did you touch my towel? Because he's benching on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He back. goes, I didn't touch your towel. <laughs> so he do not want to give us up Yeah. I'm using the bench. Yeah, yeah. He does it again, does it again. Finally, he comes over there and we put little snacks on on the bench. And he says, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're going to get me in a fight. We ain't going to get in a fight. But the thing is really crazy. And everybody does that. These little games in jail is really ridiculous. Like, who the fuck makes
1: these rules that you put your? down? It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. you are not touching it. Yeah, they would do that in the 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 showers. Yeah, like you gotta fucking yeah. Thing, that means on, I'm, like, I'm taking a shower. For, like I, there's a line, yeah. and there's a fucking towel that's been yeah. there for ten minutes. Yeah. Actually, in Hillsboro,
2: a guy did do that to me on the second floor, and I was steaming. I had my towel up there, and he just went in, right. And then he told another guy, "Fuck him," you know. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I'm already got my hands full with trouble. All kinds of life sentences. Yeah. And I'm fucking fuming. I
0: talked to my friends. How many life sentences did you face? Oh, a lot. 20 what? Yeah. yeah. Ah. And so I said, friend, Matt, you know, that's up to you on I his stand side. Stand by the
2: door. I just stand by the door. I said, I can't let this go. And I went in, and you know, when was when they, they locked, the doors automatically locked. Yeah. So I went in, and, and uh, you know, I hit yeah. the guy. And whatever. And you know what he did? He hit the button and it <laughs> came up, and you know, I got locked down and whatever. But you know, th- these are stupid things. Even I was thinking about like afterwards. Imagine, what would I care that he went in the shelf?
1: Yeah, now it seems but stupid. It's, it's, it's important well, then, it's important though. Right. It's just hard to explain. Right. Yeah. And it's
2: hard to explain to people outside on the street, like, what's the big deal that he did that? Right. You know, because that's the first thing. And then, you know, I'm like, and it was a young, punky kid. He wasn't a tough guy.
1: You say the fucking button thing. Like I remember, I had a fucking celly one time. He comes in. We were sellies. Like we ended up being sellies. And he was a fucking Mexican uh, gang member. He's like, "Listen, Cox. he said. You know, you you know, you know. Uh, I do this and I do that. But look, you know, sometimes I'm, if I have problems, with somebody I'm you got to I got to know. If they come in here, I got to be able to count on you. And I looked at him. I said, "I'm gonna tell you something. If they come in here hard," and he goes, "Yeah." I said. I'm going to hit the button on my way out the fucking door I said, I'm you not write that note right now. I said, I'm going to go to the guard. Yeah. I said, but you cannot count on me. Do you understand? I will hit the button. I will get the guard. I'm not fucking doing nothing for you though. I'm not fighting nobody. I got no fucking knife and I'm not interested yeah. in being involved. Yeah, and he yeah. goes, he was like fucking white boy. Motherfucker. I said, I'm just letting you know, you move in here. That's what it is. That's how it is. And he was like, <laughs> Well, I guess I better not have any trouble. I said, I mean- you, you, There you go. I, exactly. That's <laughs> what a where we're smart at.
2: smart man. <laughs> That's where we're at. I had a guy in Honduras with me, Jose Montoya. We were good friends. And he got like 30 years. He used to play football, soccer. And, you know, a guy moves down, two cells down from us, from Salvador. Short, fat kid, nice kid. Tatted up and, you know, I'm talking to him. And one of the guys on the cell block was talking in front of his cell in the morning. He just got there. And he says to him, just kind of what you said earlier. He said it in a nice way. He says, listen, please, in the morning, you know, he had a strong accent, the guy. He says, in the morning, can you talk somewhere else? Because he's out front of his daughter all the time.
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, he, yeah.
2: He says, yeah, okay, no problem. He does it again. Now the guy talking to me and I told Jose, you know, I didn't call him Jose, I called him Montoya. I said to Montoya, this guy's serious. He said, you think? Now Montoya's serious guy. And I said, yeah, 100%. So the guy goes in his cell forget his name and he's packing his stuff and he says John it was nice meeting you
0: you know (laughs) he's going to the hall he gets a razor he's going to the hall
2: and he raises the fuck out of him and I told him I told Montoya I told you he's going to do something I said you could tell he was going to do something he's a real guy yeah no bullshit very quiet he wasn't like a big mouth and you know when he came over he said hey it was nice meeting you brother you know Uh, so this guy's going
0: uh, oh shit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, because he wouldn't hey. shut up. He was disrespecting him, trying to sleep or
1: something, right? He was trying to sleep.
0: He sleeping. He's, not, he's right. Early in the morning, right. what are you doing?
1: Yeah. You better to drink the
0: coffee and
1: put yeah. it Yeah. So, uh, John, real quick, like I know bits and pieces of your story, but I mean, if you had to summarize it and, 10 or 15 minutes you know what's what's the basic wait wait wait, wait. he doesn't get 10
0: 15 minutes
1: right here you no got like fucking, an hour and a half
0: no fucking way thank you we go got, on we go we do one-on-one on, on our own right now you tell give him a little synopsis this guy's crazy he he did. 15 How long minutes did he
1: do when when i interviewed him he got <laughs> he got i'm a. Yeah, let's check. No fucking fuck way. Dow. Uh,
0: What's the matter? Uh, Pinky. Uh, yeah, Pinky. Think, yeah. Pinky Duskador. I just it, hit it.
1: it. You got an hour and 54 minutes, is what yours was. An hour and 54. An, was it an hour and 54 minutes? 154, yeah. With, uh, 154. My. I God, mean, I can leave bro. if you guys want to do
0: a one on one. Go
2: ahead, Johnny. So, Matt, let me, i give you a, a quick overview of my life. So, the people that think, most people think that are listening to my story, my background, that it started with the Gottis. That's not really the truth. It kind of was the middle of my life. The beginning of my life is my father was involved with gangsters. He lived in you know, Lower East Side, Manhattan, Seward Street, uh, Rivington. And his neighbors were guys like Vito Genovese. His friends was uh, Charlie Luciano, Lucky Luciano, his first cousin. Blackie was also a made guy, became my father's partner, my uncle's partner in nightclubs and card games and things like that. So I was raised around these guys. Little Al Greco, who's a, a big name in North Jersey, a killer in jail, got life. These were my father's friends. So I was introduced to them as a young kid. Then later on, my baseball coach was Fat Andy Ruggiano's sons, who I still talk to. Anthony Ruggiano, he does shows with me. His brother, Albert, and their father was the boss of uh, our neighborhood of the Gambino family. So I was raised around gangsters. Right. Then uh, my little girlfriend at the time's uh, uncle and father were wise guys with the Lucchese family. Those are my other friends. Later on, the Burke family, uh, Frankie Burke from the famous movie Goodfellas was one of my best friends. And later on, he gets killed. And I'm actually one of the guys that come to the house and tell this, not one of, I am the guy that comes to the house to bring the sister to Kings County Hospital in Brooklyn so we can identify the body that it's her brother. After he got shot in the head five times by a, another mutual friend of ours, Tito, who later on he gets shot in the head ten times in uh, retribution for killing Frank. This is our so. This is like
0: a mortgage broker.
1: Yeah, right. It's so like, it's a lot like ah, it's a lot like the mortgage. Like the it's a lot like being broker. a mortgage broker. So right. Okay. Yeah. When
2: people yeah. ask me, "Where are you going?" Bye bye. I they can't see me.
1: Oh my God! Are you serious? I think they can see you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was blocking my fucking beautiful face. Here's the problem. He's cutting into my ten. minutes
1: I, I was gonna say. No, you
2: go ahead. I'll shut so. up.
0: It, why you tend How does this pink? Is pink. This, does this pink look good? Really Come like on, really. We needed. Need we needed to put a hanky. Oh, I gotta get a hanky. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's fine. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's so you killed. Anyway, you, listen. Mortgage brokers and killers. Go ahead.
2: Go ahead. <laughs> That's a good title. I grew up in a, in a very violent world. Whether I liked it or not, around serious gangsters, top right. gangsters in the world. Later on, I end up with the gaddis So getting there is my preparation. Like people go to grammar school, to, to junior high school, to high school. I'm raised in this life and I'm around blood violence, the, the gyms, boxing with the rugianos also their father and my father's friends. So when people are surprised to hear that I was, how did it get so close in Albania, An Albanian immigrant family, an immigrant family? Uh, from Albania did I get so close to the mob and the Gotti family. It's not really because I was around other crews earlier in life that were the, huge in, in the mob world. So, you know, when you get into this world, you have to either know somebody or be trusted after a while. But I was raised around this since I'm a kid, like I said. So it, it, it brought me right into the violence. I made a lot of money in the drug business. And in a violent world, I became a very aggressive guy. And uh, people, you know, when I try to talk about it, I talk about it because I want to show the downslide and downfall of this life, not the the, the aggressive part—the
0: thirty-five million-dollar Forbes magazine articles, all that shit. Yeah, it's not about that. No,
2: it was at the time. I mean, listen, you you, you know, as a young guy, and I'm pulling in my driveway at seven blocks long. You know, you got a boxing ring outside, a baseball cages, three homes, a lake, built-in pool. Yeah. I don't realize as a young guy, hey, I bought this property at about 23, 24 years old. I bought 16 properties or whatever. I bought 12 properties to be exact, I think. But in conjunction over the years, probably 16 to 20 properties. And you just don't realize the level at that you want more. Because it's not about just the money, it's about the power. It's about the style of living you have. It's about the the success that you see in your mind coming from nothing, that you want more and more and more. and what I try to do on our show is in, you know, we had at one time it was called Mafia Truth. And then we changed it to the Elite Show is to show people that your situation or Mike's situation, my situation, you may be up here, but don't worry. You're going to come down that slide. Because there's no way you're staying up here if you're on the street. You're gonna hit that. You're gonna hit bottom. And and, and what's it like to you know, fill out an application today? How, what what do you put on the application today? Well, when I first came home, and you know this, people ask me <laughs> fill out an application. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and See. you know my parole, and everybody's asking me. I go, yeah, I did. And I says, but here's the problem. Uh, they write, "Have you ever been convicted of a misdemeanor?" Yes. "Have you been, ever been convicted of a felony?" Yes. "Have do you have a driver's license?" No. Uh, what was your felony charge? Several murders. Yeah. I mean, who's hiring you? Do you yeah. have trouble with authority? Ah, yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, so you're not getting a job unless you're going to, and this is one of the things I talk about second chance programs for inmates, uh, ability. Once you go to jail to come out and get any job, whatever that job may be, if you can qualify for that job, they should be able to give a job. So you have a check chance at life again. If you don't give us and other people like us a chance, then you're asking them to go back into that revolving door because you're not giving them that shot. And then, you know, kids were my neighbor when we grew up on Jamaica Avenue, East New York, South Jamaica, we all grew up a certain way. And I understand that it's a tougher life for us than some other people, but that doesn't mean that you gotta go into a life of crime. We were just guys trying to take a shortcut. And, you know, the problem is you look at our government, the way it's situated Then I, you know, and I speak about this on a show. Right, right. I don't like what the, you know, listen, look what's going on in Ukraine and Russia now. Oh. Right. Who knows what's true? Because we know we can't trust our media. We know what they've been telling us for two years during the pandemic. We know what they're telling us during BLM. Don't believe your lying eyes. That you see. What, the burning buildings? Buildings. Uh, Peaceful riot? It's a peaceful
0: riot. It's a peaceful riot. Demonstration.
2: (laughs) This is a joke. So, when we see that the manipulation just of that, then I'm not sure that anybody's ever going to believe the media what's going on in Ukraine and and Russia. you got to question everything that's being said now because we've seen so much lying going on to us that this government has allowed this to happen. Now, we are no different than a third world country of bullshit media. We're no different. We're not getting the real story. We don't know really. And I've seen some UFC fighters actually talk about this. We don't know what went on. We do know one thing. Biden was over in Ukraine uh, before he was elected president. was pocketing all kinds of money. And there was a situation. All of a sudden now we're in the middle of getting ourselves involved in a war. And as bad as I feel for the people and the kids, because you feel terrible for them, it's the governments we don't trust because we don't know what's really going on. And in like that, and I'm going to make a correlation with the mob world. It's the same thing. It's all smoke and mirrors and bullshit. And when you buy into it, you're really a sucker.
0: The other day, the other day, Matt, John, and I had a conversation. Good. I'm sorry. No, I was. You're, I'm not saying anything. Okay. I'm, I thought you had a question there. Nah. The other day, John and I were driving in the car, and John says to me, "If I put that much energy and effort that I put into this whole lifestyle into a regular job or business, how much?" Where would we be today, in other words? So, because we're looking at million dollar homes and and the things that, you know, like you were in construction, I don't know if you did any flipping, but you did mortgaging and all that stuff. If if we just put that kind of energy and effort into the, we call it easy money, but by the way, there is no easy money. The dope money, all that money, nothing's easy. Because there's a cost to all of it. The the free money you got, there was a cost to all of it. At the time, it seems easy and free, but the cost is, is, listen, we're paying the rest of our lives for it. Including yourself.
1: I worked very hard at fraud.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, it, it was well, a lot I mean, of work. But if yeah. you pull it up legit, if you
2: bought a house, flipped it, bought another one, flipped but, it. But you were very successful for, in, in the fraud business until you went to jail. Yeah. Right. You got caught. Yeah. Right. But the thing is, the way we're helping each other now, doing this, we could have helped each other back then the right way. Yeah. Right. And became very successful. If three guys would have if the brains the that right we have. guys. Like, yeah. no, I helped guys like, you know, I used Duke Mandel and Timmy Donovan early. These guys I helped. I gave them all kinds of money. I started them out in businesses. And they fucked me. Yeah. And you know, this is you know, this also is the problem. You have guys that are just not n- nice guys. It doesn't matter what I did for a living; I wasn't a beat artist. These guys are beat artists. I would help them along, you would think they'd be dedicated for me to the rest of their lives. Instead, they're trying to dig in your pocket when you're sleeping.
1: So <laughs> people get entitled. They start thinking, you know, you you give them you give them a couple hundred thousand dollars, and then and they start to think that that they earned it. It's Yeah, like, yeah. they well, forget. Earn I'll it, tell you a I good story. gave it to you. Yeah, Timmy
2: Donovan's father, when he was alive, had an argument with me because I gave his son a couple hundred thousand to buy a building. I gave him money for the parking business. And his father's arguing with me. And I said to him, you know what's funny about you? I says, you're a nice guy, but you're full of shit. You wouldn't give your own son a dollar because you didn't trust him. But it's okay for him to take my money Go ride around on motorcycles inside my inside my building. Sell weed, bookmaking, do anything else to fuck me out of my money without my permission. I said, play around like it was a couple of bucks. But why didn't you give him money if you if you had such good faith in your son? You never trusted your own son. So you're talking you're talking bullshit. Just be a real guy and say it the way it is. But the problem is, guys don't want to be honest with themselves because you know, being honest with themselves, they got to be truthful about their kid, what they raised.
0: How many murders did you plead guilty to?
2: Uh, I think I pled to six murders, uh, conspiracies four and two, and uh, about forty shootings. Yeah, that's a. Well, I mean, <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. No, no. The reason is threw that in there. Yeah. I don't know why. I threw. In in uh, you no, know, no. Everybody's always curious to ask me that question. Yeah. I, I never.
0: Really, I actually never asked him that question until just now. Oh, but yeah. The way. That's the first time I've asked him that question. And, yeah. and
2: I gotta say though, when people ask me that question, whether it's you or somebody else. I try to be, to show kids this life is bullshit by me saying, don't believe the rest of these guys, they didn't do this, they didn't do the work because you could put anybody on here and you got to sit with them and be very specific. I'm always asking everybody to do it. And people always try to dance around it. Well, ask a guy, can you tell me the first time you did this kind of shooting, uh, what were you thinking? What kind of guns you use? Where did it happen? You, and go to the second shooting, go to the third. I'm going to tell you why. Most of them are going to stop at one or maybe two all right and i blast sammy gravano for that all the time because he tells everybody he's a perfect killer on his shows he had a lot to say about me but i've confronted him a hundred times he only shot a gun once the second one i don't count because the second time was a 15 or six year old boy so that's his claim to fame being a tough guy they're full of shit. and if you weren't full of shit, you'd see there listed when you're doing your, your podcast and you'd say i did this I did that. I did this. Instead, he tells you he's good at murder when he really didn't. He he didn't do anything. He no, he, sure he, he 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 was known as Sammy the Bullshit. I was actually growing up. That was his nickname. So, you know, nobody says that. They talk about the, right. you know, the title they gave him. So you know, I always say the same thing. I can make a title for you today. You are now the new concierge of podcasting. You're my underboss, and you know we could be full of shit like everybody else. You know, because it's just a bullshit, and, and I, that's why I try to. Positive message to kids: Don't buy any this bullshit. Get a job. get a right. <laughs> get a job. We it the other day you could go to UPS, start off driving a truck or loading trucks or whatever. And if you stay with them ten years, watch how successful you get in stock
1: options and everything. You don't listen, need to do bro, this. I, I say FedEx. All I use FedEx. Fed, I use yeah. the exact thing, same thing, all the time. when yeah. I say FedEx. Yeah,
2: yeah. My, my yeah. You're my right family though. Family member. I won't say who he is. Was on the street with me in trouble. Uh, face murder charges, beat him, and he changes, turns his life around, and he works for a major corporation, right? From nowhere, and he makes almost a half a million a year. So it can be done. Yeah, you know, if if, if that's really you know the mindset is, I didn't know any better. I guess I was raised in this life since I'm a kid. Uh, I had some chances. In, you, know,
0: well, you had a baseball scholarship.
2: Well, I had, and then I had an arm injury, so I had some chances. And I and when he fell, University of Tampa. When he fell, uh, when he fell out. I use that as an excuse to continue on the street. You know, I didn't. It still I didn't have to go on the street. I could have did something else, right? I could have got a job somewhere else. I didn't do that. So what I try to tell kids is be true to yourself, right? Well, not just kids, men, anybody. Well, be true to yourself. Don't don't give up on yourself like that because you're just going to struggle the rest of your life, and it's going to bring you up. Know, look how much heartache we had. You know, we are talking about all the, the thing, but. How much heartache did you sit with your hands in your your, your face crying? How many times were you depressed sitting in jail cells and your know, everybody left you? You told a story earlier about your girl. Depressed, there. I was kissing the fucking cinder blocks. I woke up kissing that cinder blocks. Gotta come across, yeah. I
0: was kissing cinder blocks like deep throating and everything, yeah. you know, in 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 the joint. Yeah, I woke up. You wake up mad, like I thought that was someone there with me. I was guessing it's in the block walls. That's not that's not a joke. That's real. I was. Well, when I'm talking the- about the violence too, you've got to
2: remember so when I'm talking about the violence <laughs> It's like I'm talking
0: about somebody else. It was a different lifetime. Matt. Matt's yeah. like, what the fuck is he saying? Yeah. He, I, you didn't kiss no cinder blocks?
1: I mean. You didn't it, kiss out of, all, out of all the talent out there, this is what you, <laughs> is, you ran with this guy?
0: You were kissing. The, did you ever kiss a cinder block? No. Come on. No. Come on. No. None of those
2: dreams? No. Matt, <laughs> come on. Everybody calls me and says, they love him or they call me and they tell me, I, you, what are you guys I, doing?
1: Listen, I thought when we did our interview, when you left yeah i thought worst fucking interview i've ever done it was horrible yeah it it i i i totally when you left i was like holy shit i never never asked him about this never asked him about that and i was like <laughs> fuck and i was like oh this is this is horrible yeah and then that video just kept going and going and shut and in the in the comment section they either they was only two comments on him I can listen to this dude forever. He's amazing. He's a, or bro, I I couldn't. I just couldn't watch, bro. I, I can't can just stand stay, that guy. How to stay in the room with this? Motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. Like how <laughs> yeah. do you? Oh, well, it was just one. It was one or the other. But I, I was thinking that what you just said about the so back two. You know, yeah. so I'm off. Off. listen, I'm, the listen, the listen, listen I, I, I'm always I'm always asked like if you could do it. Not always, but you know, could you do it over again? You know, or do you regret? I always love the, do you regret anything? Do I regret anything? Do I regret getting out of fucking prison at, at, you know, losing 13 years? Yeah. No, it was fun. Doing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Getting out at 50 with nothing. Yeah. Everybody's giving up on you. Oh, yeah. And rightfully so. You're a scumbag. Right. Like I'm doing scumbag fucking things. Right. You know, like the first couple of years I was locked up. I I was hated everybody. Everybody fucking piece of shit. This guy. I Ugh. gave that guy money. I did this. Right. I don't want to turn my calls. Yeah. This guy. You know, everybody. It was it was everybody else's fault. Right. And then eventually you get to that point where you start to realize, no, nah, if you're lucky, because I know guys that did twenty years and still hate everybody. Yeah. And they went out and they're bitter and they're going to die of a heart attack. Yeah. And the truth is, by the time I, after a few years, I started realizing, no, I put me here. Yeah. And people say that now. Man, I can't believe you did all that. Time. Can't believe that they gave you that much time. No, they didn't give me that much. I gave me that much. <laughs> yeah. I put me in jail. Well, here's
2: the problem, Matt, right? And I'm very honest, too. And people ask me questions. I understand, really do understand why I shot and stabbed and batted a lot of guys. They deserved it. I'm, th- this is being honest. right. They, well, that's that's well. I was I gonna say these. List, if you if you've seen a list, I can write ten names right now.
1: Yeah, but these are other these are other criminals. These are other guys that are well, that no, are committed. It, it's not.
2: It, it's yeah. It, it's not that. It's they are looking for when they test the waters and they're not sure. Like there's ten guys right now. I can write a list that I, in some ways, wish I was the guy I used to be because I would slaughtered them because I know. You mean current guys? Current guys right, right. now. Uh, okay. But here's the difference. Am I on that list? Uh, no, you're, no, you're no. off those. You were on the list the other day because why you were snoring louder. I'm sorry. So it, those 10 guys, are, they really deserve to get what I used to do. And they know I'm not going to do it. So they got big mouths and they talk nonsense. And they're not in the league with me when it comes to this. They all try to put because of their egos and they're full of shit. And, right. whatever. and they talk and talk because it's the you can type away and all that. But the difference is, and this is what I try to tell kids that are going through what I'm going through, or men that are going through what I'm going through, it ain't worth your own life to do that. Before, I didn't realize that. I was willing to give up my life for that. Now I say to myself, as much as I want to do it, I'm not hurting myself. So that's always going to be my message to everybody. And I say it all the time, you might as well look in the mirror and shoot yourself then. Because this is very easy for me to do what I used to do. I know they're full of shit because when there was no cameras out there, they weren't doing anything. Now there was technology and cameras. They're still talking when they didn't do it back then. So this is, is, at the end of the day, you got to say to yourself, what's my life worth? Now my life's worth something. Back then I didn't think it was worth anything for whatever reason. And I went through therapy and now my high is to help other kids not do what I used to do. See, I get what you're doing because... You know, people say, how'd you change? I didn't change that much. I just don't react the same. I mean, I still have that same feeling to to go after guys that are really fucking with me or guys that are screwing me or guys like, say, Duke or Timmy. I just brought up their names earlier. Mike Mallett and these guys that robbed me and beat me. Every day I I, I think about, you know, but I won't react anymore because I know that it's just not worth my life to react to these guys and that these guys somewhere down the line a pieces of shit and they'll get what they got. And we got a show to do. You know, and I believe that really. You know, and we got a show to do. Pay some way, I believe. With God, with karma, whatever. And you know, and I just look at it and I go, you know what, move forward, do the right thing, do the right thing for kids and put them in the right direction. And, put, and do the right thing for myself and family, enjoy my life.
1: Right. right.
2: Oh,
0: what a good, a good what a boy. nice guy you're so sweet nice. you're so sweet <laughs> he actually is a sweetheart and a charmer too what? i tell you what? he really uh, so let I, so, I me mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 hey, it
1: was fucking 30 let's, let's minutes
0: go he's, go he's, go he's, he's got 30 go minutes
1: go right. okay all right so a lot so at one point you were given guns uh, at what what point what was that for what's going on with uh it had something something to do with uh gotti jr
2: yeah. It, what happened was uh, in the mid nineties. I want to get you in the mic. I want
0: them to hear that. Cause you're so far away from the fucking yeah, mic. Yeah, yeah. Motherfucker.
2: <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> he kill. He don't kill anybody no more. I so can what, say so that. It <laughs> was in the mid nineties, there was a lot of, uh, after guys were being hit back and forth over, uh, Paul Castellano in the, the mid eighties got hit. And then later on in the nineties, when Senior goes to prison, Gotti Jr. takes over. And when he takes over, uh, the family is the acting boss. Uh, half of the family from the faction of the Castellanos aren't happy about Junior and leadership. And Gotti Sr. calling the shot from prison. And you have guys like uh, Danny Marino. Uh, you have guys like Joe Watts. I met Danny Marino just for the record. Yeah,
0: yeah I did. You know, White uh, white Mercedes-Benz convertible. Jimmy,
2: Fall- uh, Jimmy Brown. Failure. Uh, you have these guys who are loyalists, to Paul Castellano. And they don't like what happened. They don't respect Junior in the position and Nicky Carrazo and, and so forth from the Brooklyn guys that start uh, having discussions about killing Gotti Jr. and killing his uncle, uh, John Gotti Sr., his brother, Pete, and the brother-in-law, Carmine, at the time. So they discuss it. Somebody comes to see me, Charles uh, Knig, and he says to me, uh, would you hit these guys? And I said, tell me what's going on. He says, well, uh, they want him out of the way. They want to run the family. They don't want him there. Uh, they don't want senior running
0: the, the,
2: the, the family from prison. It's over for them. I said, all right. And he said, Did you have a choice, you think, at that moment? Yeah, I had a choice. Yeah. Yeah, I had a choice, but I had my own problems with, with Gotti at the time, not the father, but with the son and them. And they were talking too much, and I didn't like it. And, and, you know, I went through names in the past of guys I hit around to. You know, one of them, Johnny Gabbot. The other one, Stevie Newell. That later on, I uh, he just passed away. Became a friend of mine, believe it or not. Again, and he was on my show. Uh, my own cousin, Nikki. I shot him up. Uh, Joe Kane, that was around him. We batted him. Then later on, we stabbed him up. He he was around Gotti, and then we robbed a couple bookmakers around him. Uh, we took one of his his uncle's uh, son in laws, and we we beat him real bad on the side of Bell Park. We left him for dead. So we started a Tacking all their guys, and they never retributed back. And so I guess they came to me to step it up to the next thing and hit these guys. They, bring, they gave me a, a machine gun. They gave me a 9 millimeter. I took those guns, and I put them in a tattoo shop in Ozone Park that everybody knew of. I was a friend of ours, and we grew up with him on Jamaica. He was a, a childhood friend. And we put the guns in there, in Kubo shop. Now, he knew the guns were there. Obviously, they're in his safe, but he didn't know who the hit was on for, and it was supposed to be for them. And during the negotiations, we're trying to set up where we're going to hit them. We we're going to hit them in a restaurant that we're going to. And I was going to come in through the back kitchen. And I had two shooters that were going to come in from the front and to make sure nobody could run out. And I was going to do the shooting. Uh, when we have a driver. And at this point, after we're talking about how we're going to set up, how we're going to do that, who's going to come? They call off the hit and they ask for the guns back. Because what I was told, senior guys- That's
0: never a good thing. Huh?
2: Well, they agreed, to, they, they agreed to step it over and they had a panel of guys who would run a family. And they agreed to let uh, certain guys like Nicky Carrazzo step in on that panel and collect the, the money and see us as, as as really the face of the Gambino family. He's a legitimate gangster and tough guy and he's been around for for forever. Um, when they asked for the guns back, I refused to give them back. Because I know the situation I'm in now, that both sides and then I'll be the guy in the middle. So I wouldn't give the guns back. And I told my guys, nobody gives this gun back until I was going to prison. I had several cases at the time. And so the panic that I won't give the guns back, unbeknownst to me at that time, they told me they actually got the guns from Gotti Jr. himself, not knowing that the, these, the shooting was going to be on him. And we so we to kill So how'd no that excuse. work? They how? kept asking for the guns back. Junior was asking, where's my, where's my guns? And I'm not giving them back. And that's why they're asking me to give them back. And I told Charles, nobody's getting those guns. I said, nobody's getting anything. So so,
1: Junior... Yeah, so how- he gave... Junior gave them the guns to have himself whacked with. Right.
2: And it comes all out during the trials. So when people ask me, you know, the betrayal of the mafia, and you know what the funny thing is? These guys talk about killing me a hundred times, too. So, you know, our plot actually went a little further. But when people talk about friendships in this life, there is none.
0: Now, you guys were technically best of friends, technically, you and Junior.
2: I mean, we were good friends. I mean, you slept at his house. Yeah, I was, slept at his house. I was in his wedding, uh, at his wedding. It was uh, only a couple hundred people at the Helmsley Palace. He was the best man at mine, his signature. Uh, I was in his sister's wedding party. So you know, uh, so yeah, we were close. When people say we're, I mean, I don't know how many more videos and photos and family gatherings we need. You know, so
0: (laughs) go kill your best man. (laughs) I'm not laughing. It's not funny, but that's funny. <laughs> well,
2: in that life, there is no best friend. No, anybody who believes anything, just look at it. Don't take my word for it. Look at history of everybody hitting each other. Yeah. yeah, you know everybody's hitting each other all over the place. Best friends, bosses, under bosses. This is the life. It's nothing but treachery. There is no friend. And who can hurt you the most? It's about who. Can yeah, who can hurt get you the close, most to you. And, close to yeah, you, close to you. and who's got the most money? How do you get it? How do you take the power? How do you take the? How do you take the platform? And that's what that life's about. Anybody tells you anything different, they're so full of shit. And the people that comment that don't know, they're so naive to understand the level that we play at. Even till today when I'm out of that life, they're still bent on coming after me because they have to retract from the truth. They somehow. Yeah. And, you know, there's so much more in that life that I could sit here for a year straight and talk about this stuff and the things we're on. But the thing that happens is guys come out of the woodwork, uh, like Lee did, that was in prison with me. Right. In the camp. Right. So there's a million guys that grew up with us that know the factual stuff of what went on in this life. And, you know, when Gotti's lawyer, the father's lawyer, Richie Raybach was my attorney up to about 2000. So, or, or anyway, until I went to prison in the nineties, the, you know, the middle, of the late nineties. So, you know, these are the ties we all have to each other because of we want to keep a thumb. On each other to know what everybody's doing so they're not cooperating or whatever else is going
1: on. right yeah so i have a question so like basically like there's like a a, a hit on you right like there's guys out there that want to have you murdered do you are you am i wrong about that right now in general <laughs> i mean haven't yeah, there listen,
2: been when we live that life you know, I've been stabbed up. I've been shot. I've been batted. I've been hit by cars. I've been everything. You know, guys try to kill me, I don't know how many times, 10 times, 12 times. There were setups. Guys that used to be my enemies, very serious guys. I, I mentioned them a lot. Of-
0: you know, we circled the block a few times before we came. We circled the block a few times before we came in. They had,
2: <laughs> they had uh, different schemes to try to hit me, and we discuss it now. We laugh about it because we're out of that life. So that's just part of it. We were raised like this. Every day is part of that. You know, there's nothing special that they're trying to hit you today. As crazy as it sounds. That's like saying to somebody that goes and serves a tour in Iraq or Afghanistan, oh, do you think about it? I mean, it's part of their everyday life. They put the uniform on, it's part of it. Police officer puts his uniform on, it's part of it. That's why I'm always talking about pro-America, pro-police, pro-USA, because they're risking themselves every day. They're out there in a good way. We risk ourselves every day. Whether or not, because when you're doing what I do and you hurt as many people and shoot people and kill people, you're always going to be a target. Right. And that's just the way it is. But this ain't the 80s and 90s when there's uh, consequences to your actions. Before, guys will be dropped constantly. Now you don't see guys getting dropped. I mean, guys could get killed still, but it's not nowhere near. Is
0: Unless you're in yeah. Chicago right now. New York is turning back into the, the old the old West again with the not gangsters. No, no. The, the street yeah, yeah. kids pushing people into subways, robbing them, shooting them up. I mean it's yeah. it's getting stupid out there again.
2: But, it's, yeah, it's a different world. It's a different world, yeah. I, yeah. I talk about that the street kids for my neighborhood. Yeah. The gangsters are tough kids. Yeah. And I just hope I reach some of them so they don't follow that street shit. Because it's
0: getting right. them nowhere. Thanks, thanks, Matt, right. for having us in your studio on the John A. Light Show. It's been really, uh, it's really been an excellent time. John, uh, what do you think?
2: <laughs> well, I think I already know Matt. don't gentleman. I enjoy being in his company. So uh, this is not the first time we've been together. Obviously, you know that. No. Yeah. We're friends and, and I love uh, being on with Well,
0: thanks for having us in your studio on the John A. Light Show. No problem.
2: So yeah, anybody that's looking in and, and enjoyed the interview with Matt Cox, Look for him on uh, his, his channel, YouTube, Matthew Cox. And if uh, you need any information on you know you can always reach out to us on the True John Elite Instagram, my uh, website, johnelite.com. We have books. We have my baseball bats out that I sign. And anything that you need, schedules of my shows that are coming out, movies, uh, TV programs, that will all be on my website. So, again, if you're looking for Matthew Cox on his channel, Uh, You can find them on YouTube or ask me directly on emails or uh, write my uh, website. Thank you.